Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, this is podcast number 167. And I am interviewing my friend, Jen, um, who has just this week released her first book and the book title, um, yeah, it goes along with basically everything I ever talk about, which is just open the door. And I think you will find that Jen is a kindred spirit that, um, I, I mean, I absolutely loved when she talked about how her basic strategy is, um, getting the living room clean and the bathroom clean and the kitchen clean and closing all the other doors, um, to be able to let someone in. And I thought, well, you know what? We're speaking the same language here. So, um, I love Jen's heart. She's a mom of five. Um, her kids are older now. I think her youngest is 14 and her oldest is 25, but she'll talk about that in the podcast. So we'll get going with that in just a minute. But before um, we do, I want to make sure you know about this week's podcast sponsor who makes this episode possible. And that is Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a subscription-based healthy meal planning service. The meals that they send you every week by email on Friday um, are healthy. They are either paleo or gluten-free. There are two different plans. There's also every month a one hour prep plan because prepping is part of the title prep dish. Prepping is what it's all about. So here's what you get. You get a grocery list with everything you're going to need for that week's meals. You get an instruction sheet that tells you how to spend time in the kitchen, either the one hour plan or you can do, um, a little bit more detailed in depth, um, for the rest other recipes plan, or you spend a few hours in the kitchen on one day, getting everything prepped for the week and everything is laid out. Do this, then do this, then do this. Um, and what that's going to do is it's going to eliminate all your excuses for eating healthy throughout the week because all of the prep work is already done. And so it's simply a matter on the evening that you're going to eat that meal of, putting it into place and getting it on the table. So it's not pre-cooked, but it's pre-prepped. So your sauces are made, your things are chopped, everything's marinated. It's all ready to go and it's all planned out for you. So I um, love prep dish. We use it in our family. Everything that I've made um, as a prep dish meal has been something that's been a hit with my entire family. So, you know, if you're thinking, mm, paleo, I don't know my whole family has loved every meal that I've made with them. So, um, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you would like to get two weeks free, your first two weeks free, go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean and you will, um, be able to get that there. So that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Also, before I get going, um, I want to be sure that you 
know that right now is the ultimate homemaking bundle. If you've been around a while, you know that this is a very short time period that happens once a year around this time of year. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, listen at the end to find out about that. If you know what I'm talking about and you already know, Ooh, I want to make sure I grab that. Um, go to a slob It's going to be everywhere for these six days. Okay. But it is a limited time deal. And I will at the end of the podcast, um, kind of go into more detail about what it is for you. Okay. So if you're listening to this later than that, just stop at that point and don't listen. Um, okay. I hope you guys enjoy my time with Jen. Hi, Jen. Thanks for coming on my podcast today. Dana, I am so glad to be here. Thanks. Um, okay, so this is Jen, and I've already told you some about her, but I want to know from you how Just Open the Door became your message that you share with people. Give me the backstory. Well, okay, there is a backstory because I am kind of an accidental author. <laughs> I never <laughs> set out to write the book, um, but it's interesting because. Li- I specifically, the title is Just Open the Door, How One Invitation Can Change a Generation. And when we were deciding on the topic, I specifically said, I don't want hospitality anywhere in the title because as women, we have these preconceived notions of what we think hospitality is. And you know, with being in social media, it is a wonderful thing, but there's something about all the new platforms as Pinterest and Instagram and Pinterest perfect, you know, parties and environments have kind of um, allowed women to be completely overwhelmed and, and stressed and overthink this whole nation, notion of just extending an invitation. So I have kind of lived for decades in open door mentality. And when I was approached with the idea of writing the book, uh, I wanted to kind of help reshape what women thought of hospitality. And while a long lingering, you know, dinner with a beautiful tablescape is wonderful because don't we all like, you know, beauty in our life, it's not the heart of hospitality. And so it's been really um, fun to help kind of reframe how women think about it because we all want community and connection. And while we're really interactive online, I think there's a part that women nowadays are almost lonelier than ever. We're almost more isolated. Right. Well, what about, did you have to go through a reframing of this idea of hospitality? Like, you know, did you, is this something that comes naturally to you? Is it something that you had to um, really adjust your own thinking about? I mean, I know that you have five kids. Right. Yeah. And how old are your kids now? Well, and now uh, the oldest just turned 24 and oh down God. to my baby is 14. So I'm in a whole new life stage. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you were developing this message as they were growing yes, up. Yes, as they were little, as they were babies. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of young moms or women in general, let's not just say young moms, but women in general, sometimes we wrestle with this whole concept of like calling, right? That we feel that there's got to be something bigger and greater in this grandiose purpose. And one of the things I realized, and especially now that I'm kind of a few decades into this message, is that one of the ways that, you know, the Lord has allowed me, he has used our home as this launching place for some 
amazing ministry and connection opportunities. And while I may have the opportunity and have had the opportunity to, you know, talk on a stage or whatever, I think there's been no greater joy than really welcoming people into our own homes because it's allowed us to get past this idea that life is always perfect and everything is fine. And when I started inviting people into our lives and, you know, it's, let's be honest, you write on, you know, decluttering and, and messy homes and disorganization. And so welcoming people into our homes, it's a really vulnerable place because be very intimidating, very intimidating because we're not just inviting judgment. We're not, we are inviting comparison, which all women struggle with. So, you know, some people say, well, you know, it, it's for people who are outgoing. No, I don't really believe that. Cause when I look at some of the women who are the best at practicing hospitality and welcoming people into their lives. It's my introvert friends because it's life on life. It's just one person. But so we kind of invite people into this vulnerable spot and it's not just our houses and our messy closets. It's, you know, our stories. And so my desire has been to just kind of lean in and, and encourage women and give them freedom that we don't need a honey-do list a mile long before we invite someone in. And there are times where I have laundry piled on my sofa that I quick run upstairs. And, you know, you are so much better about encouraging women on and everybody having a place. But I'm going to tell you, okay, so maybe put your fingers in your ears because this is not ever going to be written about in an organizing book. But <laughs> I will take a, when I had a lot of clutter in – you know, before I would have people come over, I would get a Rubbermaid and, you know, you can get a ton done in an hour before people come. And mm -hmm. I would literally just pile the stacks of books and the clutter and the paper and the miscellaneous shoes and laundry in this Rubbermaid and run it upstairs. I wasn't worrying about spot cleaning my whole house because people don't wander into rooms that doors close. Like it's give yourself permission that people aren't coming for a model home or a model life. You know, they're coming right. to connect and hang out. So I always focused on my, my kids knew how to clean a bathroom from the time they were little. So the bathroom's always clean and my kitchen and my main living area are picked up and, you know, ready to go. So that, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was what are the basics? Because for those of us who struggle with the, day to day and oh, with the clutter is, issue, all of absolutely. that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the idea of, okay, having somebody over, this is what I always tell people before I started what I call my deslobification process, I had to have two weeks to get ready for somebody to come over. It's like, I can have someone over. I just needed two weeks, you know? Um, and I would shove everything in the master bedroom and then I would send the, spend the second week cleaning. And now I can have people over in 15 minutes, partly right. because of, the routines and decluttering that I've done, yes. but also because I've changed my mindset. Exactly. I realized people just need to be let through their front door. They just mm -hmm. need to be allowed to come inside. And some of them need to see a less than perfect house. Absolutely. So, you know, tell me, um, have you made some overall adjustments that have made it easier? Like what are the things that, um, you've learned over the years that if I will focus on these things, I'm much less likely to have heart palpitations when the doorbell yes, rings. You know, absolutely. Like, what are the um, things that you focus on? So the things I focus on, kind of like you said, are just my main living areas. And I don't like, mm -hmm. for instance, 
I, I think I spent years before, like I would scrub the floor and I would, and I don't do that anymore because as soon as people come over, you know, somebody spills or kids are there. So, you know, I, I started realizing why was I cleaning the floor? I mean, I might sweep it quick, but sometimes I don't even sweep it because people aren't looking down at my floor. So I had to give my per- myself permission to let go and figure out what is good enough. Because for me, I can lean into um, community with people and welcoming in them into my home if I can embrace the good enough. And I'm not saying like that means just don't take any pride in your home, but I'm saying what are the essentials? And so for me, it was... You know, the, the kitchen is picked up, the main living area is picked up, and the bathroom. And wherever people first come, so like the front door, um, you know, your front door is kind of the smile of your house, right? So I would look around and just, you know, what's when they walk through the door, when I just open my door, <laughs> yes. um, you know, clear that clutter. And um, so those are the, the basic things. Because here's the shift, the difference between entertaining and hospitality. Like entertaining is much more of a one and a done event. It, it's your special kind of like come into my house and see how amazing I am and all of my wonderful things. You know, it's, it's more of a event focus where I'm encouraging women to kind of step into a lifestyle of doing life with other people. And that sometimes means in our messy moments. And that sometimes means um, when a friend is in need and she's like, Jen, do you have a minute? And I look around my house and I think, oh my gosh, I can't have anyone over. And then I think, no, she needs me. So what, you know, and so it's, it's small baby steps because I understand if we aren't used to opening our door, it feels completely overwhelming. And I see a lot of women, they so, they overthink the notion of opening their door. They over stress, they over plan. And pretty soon our souls are completely overwhelmed that before we ever open the door, we don't even extend the invitation because it's, we're too stressed with the thought of it. You know, right. even like you said, you know, we need three weeks to invite someone. But, but why? It's, I think, because we're allowing this idea of, Pinterest, perfect social entertaining to hijack the heart of hospitality. Mm -hmm. And so beginning to just kind of make those small shifts in our mindset. And a lot of it is contentment. Like we don't need a bigger, better house. We don't need our husband to switch out the chandelier and to repaint the family room before people come. Um, So it's trying to say, this is where I am in my season of a life this is what my schedule looks like. This is the home that I am rooted in right now. And I want to be content with that and find joy. You know, my blog is Balancing Beauty and Bedlam. I have spent the last 10 years leading into the bedlam chaos moments um, and seeking beauty amongst them. And that's where real life happens, right? In the middle of right. those everyday, everyday moments. So tell me about you going through the teenage years mm-hmm. and deciding, cause you made a conscious decision to yep. be the place where kids could come at any time. Yes. And I, I feel like for me, I had a vision. I wanted to be that person. And then the reality is that it's really hard. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's hard because it's exhausting. It can be yeah. so much, so much. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and, and just the having the day to day done and being ready to be open for that. So like, what are the things that you do 
that, first of all, make them want to come to your house? And what are the things that you do to make it to where, okay, our everyday life is still livable in the midst of, you know, teenagers traipsing through all the time? Like, what are your your major strategies? Okay, so it, I'm just going to be downright honest here mm-hmm. because my upstairs for most of our life, the upstairs is terrible. I have not gone through your amazing details clutterization of some of our rooms. Now I have. It took me like getting the boys out of the house. Yeah. Honestly. So I'm just, and so gonna, you went ahead and did this even when yes, your so boys I, rings were kidding. embarrassing. If your whoever's listening right now, if they could see what my boys, so three teenage boys all shared one room and we had two bunk beds in there and a couch and I'm not kidding. It was nasty. It was disgusting. I almost got to the point where I had to pick my battles because, and and that was one that I finally gave up control over, which <laughs> I had spent, you know, 15 years trying to instill discipline in them for them picking up their room. And so I went, it's not working. And you do have certain battles. And I wanted to focus on character development, but they always blamed each other, that it was everybody else's mess. And so I couldn't micromanage whose mess it was because it all just looked like a pit. Yeah. So here's the funny thing about boys. Now, this is going to be different for girls, but these teenage boys, they did not even care. They did not care that it smelled like a gross locker room in there. It's the worst smell ever. Oh, my gosh. I had three boys playing football. It was so bad. Um, and yet we would pile, there would sometimes be six teenage boys just laying all, like they would put an air mattress on top of laundry. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but they wanted to come. And I think now, not that I advocate that obviously I don't, right. There's, right. there were times where they cleaned up, but for overall, um, they knew that they could invite people. And I would always be like, have you seen your room? And then, these same guys, they just didn't care. And so I think that even in that, it almost made us a place that kids wanted to come because they knew that they were welcome. It was definitely like, come as you are. And I wasn't freaking out. Um, I think we as women tend to turn into these crazy psycho women before people come, right? We do. Oh, of course. We've all done it. And so when I finally like gave up that control and just said, these teenagers don't care. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't stress anymore about getting everything spotless. And I would always keep, you know, I became a master of cooking in bulk and cooking frugally. There was, um, while the oldest was in, the older ones were in high school, my husband lost his job for a year and they were really, really stressful times. So a lot of my blog is, you know, making purposeful choices, even on a budget. So I learned how to cook you know, on a budget and just kind of stretch things with rice and ground beef and beans and whatever. And, um, so they wanted, they still just wanted to hang out, but I'm not saying it's not easy. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't come naturally, I think for anybody because it is tiring, but I knew that this was something that was really important that I wanted to be the house that they felt safe at because the teenage years are, filled with so much anxiety that I wanted our home to be that haven that they knew that they could, you know, be, be comfortable in. So what were, did you feed the teenagers real meals or did you have snack type items on hand or like, 
you know, what's your general, I've got a so bunch of teenagers here. Of, I'm I, mean, I have lots of snacks and I'm a big Aldi shopper. They've got great <laughs> deals. Yeah. But they didn't actually have Aldi when uh, around us when the kids were younger. But I would do just a lot in crock pots. So I would throw a lot of chicken, shred up chicken, you know, throw the salsa in there, do barbecue chicken sandwiches. Um, there wasn't always real meals. I mean, there was a lot of frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some kids who I knew that their home environment, they were never getting real meals. Right. And so this was the opportunity for them. I'm, I'm really passionate about fighting for family mealtime. And while we're super busy, it didn't always look the same in different stages. Some of the times where we gathered around the table when some of those boys and, and girls actually look back and they say, uh, Mama Jen, some of them call me Mama Jen, some of the most impactful times were when we sat around the table and whether it's box macaroni and cheese or frozen pizza, I always like candles. It's just a family tradition and we always do like conversation starters. Well, what seemed natural for our kids because they've always done that since they were two, you know, some of these guys had never experienced family mealtime. And so I was able, we were able to model as a family um, and help them kind of shift their potential legacy when they have kids. They think back and realize, I'd never been around a family like this. And, you know, and in fact, one of the guys who's 25 now shares a little excerpt in the story in a chapter of The Power of One, just one invitation, not worrying about these big, huge party events, but just focusing on one invitation and how his life was shaped from the months and the times he spent on our thrift store sofa. So sometimes we overthink it and we forget that the power that occurs just by doing everyday life. Well, I'm, and and I'm not sure what you're going to say, but like, what is your, how did you find the people to invite in? Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes people feel isolated and they Mm -hmm. think, well, the kinds of friends that I have aren't really the type that go hang out at each other's houses or, you know, and maybe that's because maybe that's because we've, you know, established that as the culture of, yeah, I'd really rather not have somebody show up at my door. So I'm just not going to have those kinds of friendships. But how did you develop these, you know, find these people who you brought through your front door? No, that's a, it's a great question because I think you're spot on. I mean, if you think back a couple generations ago, you know, our grandparents, maybe even our parents, uh, you lived in neighborhoods where people neighbored well. You know, you were there for each other. If there was an emergency, they might not be your best friend, but you knew that you could knock on their door. And now, statistically speaking, we don't even know our neighbors. We might right. pass them as we're walking the dog, but we couldn't tell you any facts about their life. And so it may be as simple as starting to shift the culture of our neighborhood with our literal neighbors. And sometimes that means Stepping forward and being a little vulnerable, and the next time you see your neighbors out there raking the leaves, you introduce yourself and say, you know what, I know we have lived across the street for a year, but you know, I would love to have, we're putting some extra chicken on the grill and I'd love to have you, you know, come on over. Or maybe it means sending the kids and knocking on a few doors spontaneously saying, hey, we're going to do a rip your float party in our front uh, driveway. Do you want to come tonight? You know, so there are a lot of opportunities, but I think that across the board, you know, we have this idea that people 
oh, they wouldn't be the kind that want to hang out. But I can guarantee that 95% of those people, they want community. They want friendship just as much as we do. They just don't know the baby step to start taking. Um, you could look like for us. A lot of it came from our sports. Um, I kind of took my hospitality on the go, had a chip on my shoulder about the amount of time I was spending at the football field, and finally started realizing, you know what? Hospitality isn't just about inviting people into my physical door. It's about opening a lot of different doors. And so I started bringing a blanket and extra um, goldfish and applesauce when the babies, when the kids were younger, the little girls were babies and inviting women to just join me on the blanket. And that became such a powerful time. It's 15 years later. My son is graduating from college after having um, been on a Division One football ride and actually training for pro day right now. And mm-hmm. I look back at the times that I spent on the sideline as some of the most significant um, opportunities that I had to practice practice hospitality because if you kind of start looking around when we're at kids events or everybody's on their phone and imagine if you could put down your phone and really step into the moment your your present moment and just start initiating some conversations start initiating um, it really does make a difference so some of my greatest friendships occurred by developing relationships with other moms on the sidelines of the football fields. I agree with that. So many times, you know, I think that's um, something that when you're overwhelmed in your home and you think hospitality and you think it has to be inside the home, then it's like, well, what's the point? But so many times it just takes being that person who set, who puts on Facebook, I'm going to be at the park after school today. It's a pretty exactly day. and yep. bringing the extra, you know, folding chairs so that somebody who just shows up has a place to sit and the moms exactly. can be comfortable and people go, wow, this was fun. And then other yeah. people start doing that. I think that's, that's important. And I appreciate that you talk about that from that perspective. Okay. Let's talk about, um, thrift shopping. Woohoo! One of okay. my favorite things. <laughs> okay, so let me let me just tell you, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, where I talked about um, things that I have had to let go of because I just can't handle them, and one of those is garage sale and thrift. Oh, I oh, when oh. it comes to decluttering, it's the first thing that I'll have to say. Yep. yep. Yeah, it because is... you find great deals, oh, and, and so I want all of it. it. Can't pass it up. Like I just went and got all this stuff, ninety percent off Easter at Target. And I went, okay, I've got to be, I haven't given it up, but I'm very intentional and purposeful now when I purchase because part of hospitality for me is being prepared ahead of time so that I, because I think I practiced hospitality when we had so little money, I, that is kind of still who I am that I don't want to have to run out and spend full price on things. So after the holidays, I do stock up on things that are multi seasonal that aren't, you know, that paper products or maybe candle holders or some fun little things that I can use at my conference or, you know, hospitality. But for instance, I used to always go and get, you know, all the Easter grass and all the plastic eggs because they were 10 cents. Right. And then I would hold them for a whole year. <laughs> and I would think, okay, no, I can buy those at the dollar store next year. 
I'm only saving 90 cents. I can't bring that into my house. So you'd be proud of me. I didn't buy any of that stuff. That's good. But yeah. I did buy some pl- Easter plates that I didn't need. I admit it. But they were only 59 cents. See, that's so, the problem. No, I, that's what I think is important is what you're saying of how, because that, like, I just, just two weekends ago, um, was at the thrift store with my daughter looking for costumes for the play that she was in for a bunch of different kids. And like, my soul was so happy in there. Oh, me too. It's a happy place. I was like, this dress is, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, expensive compared to a garage sale even, but I mean like, you know, $5 and I get the absolute costume and I'm just like, it's therapy. It is. (laughs) And then I think, okay, I'm just going to enjoy this moment to the fullest (laughs) because I can't do this on a regular basis. I know. But so what are, like you said, you have to be very purposeful. So like, what are some of the purposeful things that you do? Where do you put the Easter plates when you bring them home? And do you let yourself get rid of things that you got on other well, Easter times? So or this is the that? first year that I have. Okay. So I'm just telling you, my, you can be I totally have, honest on I this know, podcast. There is no have, need. Oh yeah. I'm all pretend. about honesty. Yeah. There is no pretense, but I have a one this is where it's bad. I have an entire, I call it an attic, but it's really the potential to be a third story. But there's so much crap up there that I can't finish off the little room because I've got to get rid of it all. Okay. So that's just there. So that's 21 years of living in the same house and every Saturday me finding amazing stuff without a purpose for it, without a spot, because I was going to repaint that dresser and I was going to do this. So I don't do that anymore, and I have reined back this year because I I said I can't go to Goodwill or a yard sale unless I get rid. It has to be at least even, if not more, because I need to finish. I need to clear out my attic. Um, but with that being said, when I go in, I do look for uh, cute home decor things because. You know, I'm always wanting to kind of update our home a little bit. So if there's some really cute things that I could spray paint or do and I know right away, not just one of those, oh, I'll get to it in a month, but if there's an item that I know right away I'll use, um, you know, like a cute uh, throw pillow or candle holder or, or you know, different things. Right. Now, the right. Easter plates, those were probably a no-no. I do have a shelf that I kind of call like, a hospitality area so that I um, keep those kind of things in one section. And so if that is full, I'll then- tell you my philosophy is if you've got the space, then it's perfectly fine. Like right. there's, there's no like, Oh, well, what's the, you know, what's the actual time when you're, if, as long as you have the space. And so I think what right. you're doing, that sounds, I, I like what you're saying about going in and being like, am I going to use this right now? Because that was where I got into trouble is I would be like, I could use this one day. And well, and that's what got me, you know, 500 square feet of a room full of stuff. So I need to get, it's hard to, because I do buy ahead. Um, there are, what I love though is now it's become a gift for some other people because I buy lots of candle holders and mason jars and my dream is to build a barn. We have the land. I want to build an event place. So I am buying ahead with this dream. But what I've realized now is that 
my friends and people know that I have this. So I've been able to bless other people and say, I've got 50 mason jars, borrow them for your rehearsal dinner. Or I've got all these candles, borrow them. So I've been able to bless other people with some of these things. Um, you know, so, and so those things are getting used. Right. Exactly. That's, awesome. that's yeah. great. Well, and if you, like I said, if you have the space, yeah. That's, that's so different because I would just bring things in and I would never, ever even think about where I was going to put these things. <laughs> well, I did that for a long time. Yeah. 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 So learning I've the hard way. Why do we all have to learn the hard way? That's I my know, question. I know. Why can't I just be born knowing this stuff anyway? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, I have had so much fun talking to you. Tell us about Becoming. This podcast is going to come out, um, I think on the 12th, which is about a week. Are there any tickets left for Becoming? Well, there are. So if anyone wants to be fun and spontaneous for the Ultimate Girls Weekend Getaway, Dana and I are going to be right outside of Asheville, North Carolina, April 20th and 21st. And the Becoming Conference is all about being frugal, creative, and purposeful. And so I have brought in 10 speakers from around the country, everything from, uh, you know, the Country Living's Blogger of the Year, who's going to talk on home decor, but shopping your house using what you have, to hand lettering, to meal planning. Let's finally learn that Instant Pot. I bet your listeners have bought it and it's still in the box. So, you know, let's put some of these (laughs) things to play. And Dana is going to talk on decluttering. We're going to talk a little bit on simple hospitality and family and so many fun things. So I would love for people to go. It's a deal. It's only 60 bucks for the I know. And how much is it? Do people stay at the conference center, right? They do stay at the conference center. But last I heard, there were no hotel rooms on the conference center. There okay. are the youth rooms, which uh, really is a deal if you want to share them. They are like bunk beds types. But hey, I stayed there with my daughter. So you could go for super cheap. I think like 25 bucks a night if you share the room. Oh, wow. Um, but there are hotel Hotels that are just five minutes away too. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So tell us how we can find you online. Okay. You can, most of the days I'm hanging out more on Instagram because I feel like it's microblogging at Jen Schmidt. I totally agree about that. Yeah. yeah. I really Jen do. Schmidt okay, underscore beauty and bedlam. Okay. Um, but my blog is beautyandbedlam.com and same with Facebook and Twitter. And the book is called? Oh, yes. Just Open the Door, How One Invitation Can Change a Generation. And you can buy it any online or stores, but easy to just go to justopenthedoor.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to chat about all this in real life next weekend. I know. It's going to be fun. Okay. It's just Dana again. Did you enjoy that conversation with Jen? Um, My only concern was that I don't know if I got it across to her how much I relate. Sometimes I feel like people think that, um, you know, because I write about cleaning and organizing that I'm perfect. And you guys know that's not true. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Let's talk about the ultimate homemaking bundle. I am so excited to let you guys know that giving God the worst of me is now an audiobook. What does that have to do with the ultimate homemaking bundle? Well, I'm releasing it now as part of that bundle. Um, you can get the audio version of giving God the worst of me on its own. Um, it, that's $12 or you can get it as part of the bundle. So let me explain what the bundle is. Okay. First though, what is giving God the worst of me? Well, it is the spiritual side of my deslobification journey, not contrary to what I assumed would happen. I assumed God was going to at one point go here, 
This is what you need to know to suddenly be organized. Instead, what God taught me was, yeah, everybody's got struggles and, um, there's purpose in your struggles. There's purpose in your weakness. And, um, here's my purpose for your weakness and letting God using, I'm sorry, letting God use this struggle that I've had my whole life as the thing that he wanted me to use. And, and my resistance to being the person who people look to for cleaning and organizing advice. (laughs) Yeah. It was not something that I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a cleaning and organizing expert and people are going to look to me and I'm going to go on TV about that kind of stuff. And that's crazy. Um, but basically this is the story of how that happened and the PDF version of it is free. So I'll put that in the show notes. I hope I remember to, if I don't email me, but the PDF is free. I don't want anybody there to be any kind of barrier to you hearing this part of my story. Um, however, so many people have requested it as an audiobook, And so I used the motivation of the ultimate homemaking bundle as a deadline because I need deadlines to, um, to get that audiobook done because someone had asked last year during the bundle, um, Hey, are there any audiobooks included? And I went, Oh yeah, that would be a good time for me to do something that I've been meaning to do anyway. So you can get it as part of that. So what is the bundle? Well, the bundle is a whole bunch of digital products. Okay. There are eBooks, there are courses like online courses. Some of them are video courses. Some of them are, um, work through whatever there are printables, um, just all these different digital homemaking ish related products that for six days only April 11th through 16th of 2018 for those six days, all of these products are bundled together and available for one low price. Okay. And some of you, some of you may go, why, what? Well, for one thing, um, it exposes you to a lot of products that you might not know otherwise. Um, it also is motivation to go ahead and get these, you know, go ahead and make this purchase. That's why everybody's pushing it so hard. Um, but there are 129 digital products included. You do not need 129 digital products. So I'm going to talk to you about how to figure out what you do need and whether the value is worth it for you. Um, it may not be worth it for you. It's $29.97 for the whole bundle. Okay. I don't spend $30 without thinking about it. So I want to explain how, um, you should decide if this is worth it for you or not. There are 62 eBooks, 34 printable packs and workbooks, three membership sites. Okay. Which is where you get a certain amount of time where you're a member of that site. Um, 30 e-courses, videos, and audios are in this year's bundle. All right. So you don't need 129 products. So how do you decide? Well, here's what I recommend that you do. Um, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash bundle. And there is a link there for you to click over to the bundle. I am particularly asking you to go to a slobcomesclean.com slash bundle and click through my link because that's how I get the affiliate commission, which is really my main reason for telling you guys about this. I don't want you to buy it if you don't actually need it, but if you're going to buy it, I'd really like you to buy it through my link because that's, you know, how I call all this crazy stuff I do my job. Okay. Because you know how you're listening to the podcast for free, right? Okay, so this is how I end up 
being able to call it my job. So whatever. Um, if you hate it when I talk about stuff like this, I'm not sure why you're still listening, but Hey, whatever. Um, okay. So how do you figure out if it's actually a value for you? The value of all the products together is $3,687 and 47 cents. Um, you're not going to use all 129 products. You don't need them. I can guarantee you that. Um, so you can't just say, Oh, well, I'm getting three, $3,600 worth of stuff for $29.97. You do not need all of it. But if you go over through my link and just look at the products and glance through them and say, okay, well, this one here is interesting to me. Have a sheet of paper and a pen and just jot down how much the value of that product that interests you is. And as you look through the 129 products and just which ones catch your eye and make you think, oh, I'd really like to have that. Um, then as you jot down those prices, add them up and see, does it come up to well above $29.97? If the values of the products that you are interested in come up to well over $29.97, then you can decide, is this price worth it for me? Now, over the next several days, um, actually the 11th through the 18th, I will be on my website, aslobcomesclean.com, laying out different value bundles, basically like, okay, so here are some products to do with parenting that I find very interesting. I've already looked at them. These are the ones that I thought, y'all, I looked at a lot of them and said, you know what, this might be nice, but it's not something I'm going to heavily promote. I didn't look at all of them. What I did was, I, I don't mean to tell a lie. Anyway, what I did was I went through every single product and I marked the ones that I thought, you know what, this really interests me. Then I went and looked at the actual product and said, okay, is this really something that I would use or that I think you would use? Okay. That I, I really think you would see it and go, wow, this really is what I wanted. So I take those and over the next six days, um, or over through the 18th, I will be writing out, okay, this you know, here's some fashion related courses. These are some things that I observed about them. These are all courses that I felt like, okay, yes, this is a pretty cool thing. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Here's the value of these courses. Just the fashion courses alone are worth like, I mean, I think over $200 or something like that. Um, you know, so if that's something that interests you, here's the kitchen related courses. There's a bread making course that I believe would be $49 and on its own. And, um, I thought it was pretty interesting. And my daughter and I, I'm, I'm excited for us to go through it, you know, to have access to this course, because once you purchase the bundle, you have one year to claim everything in it. Okay. So you don't have to do it all at once. It's all very well organized. You go, once you purchase the bundle, then you have access to something on the bundles website and it's all by categories. You can click on that category and you can go through and you only download the things or you only sign up, you know, you get a free code to sign up for a certain course or whatever that you have access to. You only do the ones that you actually want. So you're not just like having this huge amount of stuff to download. You just download the things that you wanted, but you do need to do that for a year and you'll get an email before the year is up saying, Hey, don't forget you're a year is about to be up. So anything that you wanted to make sure you claimed, go ahead and claim it. Okay. So, um, 
so anyway, like I said, over the next however many days, I'm going to do that. So for you, because I know you want the audio version to giving God the worst of me, um, for you, you only have to come up with, is there, what's 30 minus 12, 18. Is there another $18 worth of stuff that would make it worth it to me to go ahead and claim this and get this? So I hope that made any kind of sense. Um, there are things on organization, self-care, meals and planning, routines, parenting, all sorts of stuff, over $3,500 of resources for less than 30. Not that you need all of them, but go ahead and check it out. If you don't need it, don't buy it. But if you think that it might be something you would be interested in, go ahead and check it out before it's too late because you can't get all of these things as a bundle after this. Sometimes, and it has not been every time, but sometimes there is like a flash sale later on, but you don't count on that. Okay. Um, like a one day or something like that where they do that months and months later. I don't know, but, um, it usually doesn't include every single thing that was in this. So make sure that you, um, check that out and always be sure you go to a slobcomesclean.com slash newsletter to make sure you're on my newsletter so that you don't miss things that are time sensitive. Okay. Um, all right. I, um, or is it through the 16th or the 18th? Oh, I've been saying the 18th. It's only available through April 16th. Don't wait till the 18th. I hope you're still listening. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. A slobcomesclean.com slash bundle.